www.ebo.com. I want to thank every one of you for all of your support, what you have been able to do to let people know about this show and the Dr. Pat show just about everywhere. And we want to thank you. Uh, and actually what I'm talking about is we have been the recipient of uh, two awards from 2006, two international awards, and we want to thank you very much for your support in that as well as uh, being selected as host of the year. And I want to absolutely thank you, the listeners, for that, because without you, we wouldn't be on the air and doing the work that we're doing. So congratulations to all of you. We're planning a fabulous, fabulous year. We're planning so many things and so many ways to give back to our listeners. It will blow you away. We have uh, some of our guests are offering three-month coaching practices and coaching um, uh, sessions for people. We've got other folks that are giving away books. We've got other folks that are giving away uh, healing interventions. So all of this is in the spirit of giving. That's why we started this show, and that's why we continue to do it. We're thrilled to be part of a powerful lineup on bbsradio.com. And tonight, my guest is also someone who has a dream, someone who's not afraid to take her dream out into the world and help other people change their lives. Of course, I'm talking about Lauren Sullivan, who I've had the pleasure of speaking with before and who I've actually met personally and can tell you that she is truly being channeled to do her very best to help others in this life. She is an expert in women's midlife transformation, the founder of Inspired Life Design, a professional life and career coaching service. She leads life choice retreats in Santa Barbara, California, to help women who have experienced burnout, uh, aftermath of divorce, the empty nest syndrome, for people who are searching for a sense of direction and purpose to rediscover their inner strength. And also, uh, she is the author of a book that is absolutely a must for 2007. And the book is Give Wings to Your Dreams, Reawaken Your Joy and Passion for Life. We're going to talk about many, many things today. But for me, I have dedicated this month to talking about the expansiveness of the universe and how each and every one of us can tap into the divine nature of who we are and how we can acknowledge our magnificence as we step forth in this year and give our gifts back. Lauren, thank you so much for joining the show today. I know there is a lot to talk about. I want to let our listeners know that we are going to continue uh, throughout this hour, right up to the hour, uh, without any kinds of breaks. But we are going to open up the phone lines because you are going to want to get some coaching from Lauren. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, you have been very busy taking your message out into the world, and I know you've been traveling and talking to people uh, about the book, Give Wings to Your Dreams. I've got to ask you this question. Uh, the hundreds of people that you've gotten to talk with, what are you sensing uh, that people are longing for as we enter the year 2007? Oh, without a doubt, people are longing to have their lives work, to have a feeling of a quality of life that, that feels good, that where they feel joyful again and passionate about what they do, both at work and in their lives, having balance, 
I think that's the the battle cry. <laughs> you know, looking for balance. How do I do that when you know, it feels like I've got to give twenty four seven to make this job work? You know, and 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 it's it's just a habit we fall into of not paying attention to all the things that are important to us. And, and Laura, and as you were saying, we just had a, a brief interruption, but that's just the way things go. And we get brief interruptions in life, don't we? <laughs> interruptions are, you can count on. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, the thing that you're talking about, about people looking for balance, I think part of that is the, the idea that they cannot... Uh, for the most part, people cannot deal with all the interruptions that they're having going on in life. They're just not there. I mean, there are only so many things that folks can do a day, and we keep wanting to cram it in. And, and it's focus that makes things work for us. And when you have so much going on, it's hard to know where to put your focus. And so a lot of things just get neglected and fall by the wayside. And, um, and balance becomes extremely difficult to achieve because there's so many things that we want to incorporate into our lives to make it whole and complete. And um, so that's why one big component of my book is talking about creating a life plan, a life plan that takes into account all the things that are important to you in your life, not just the career path, not just the relationship, but what it takes to make you have a great sense of well-being and, and what gives you happiness and joy in your life. Well, one of the things that I want to get right to is your personal story. And, you know, uh, as I've always been asked on radio, uh, they ask us to speak in our loudest voice around this. And sometimes it's really hard to get our messages out. But you have a remarkable story. And it's a powerful story that each and every one of us can learn from. And I would love for you to share this because there is something that has prompted you to get yourself off of the couch or whatever and get out into the world and share this with other people. Thank you. Um, well, I, about eight years ago, I had a, a completely different life. I was working in Silicon Valley, and I had quite a, an excellent career on paper. I was traveling the world, had lots of responsibilities, and was doing well, but it wasn't my love. Um, but that didn't wasn't the issue so much. I was going through a divorce and learning the ropes of being a single mother and juggling all those balls pretty well until during my separation, my ex-husband became addicted to crystal meth. And that was a life experience I was simply not prepared for. I didn't know how to to deal with such upheaval. It was daily crises, you know, for two years of not knowing you know, what to expect, fearing, you know, my children's safety, needing to get restraining orders, as well as wanting to rescue him, knowing that he he was a good man that had gone astray and, and needed some help. And uh, it consumed my life. And um, I hit a point of such rock-bottom despair and helplessness and hopelessness and fear and, wow, how did my life get here, that I just spiraled into utter... <laughs> life not working. <laughs> <laughs> life not working. You know, that's actually a title of a book, or if, if someone hasn't written that book yet, I mean, that's a book title, Life Not Working. Right. I mean, because more people than not, I know that you've been traveling, the deal is life not working. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's really, there's really nothing much to say about it. And, you know, basically people are like, okay, life not working. And, you know, it really, really lends the conversation to go in the direction of looking at how we can get pulled off a track, how we 
forget that we are getting some messages that would definitely give us this idea of how to live life full out. But we are constantly in search of joy, aren't we? Yes, we are. (laughs) And we deserve to find it. Well, one of the things that you talk about in the book is how each and every one of us gets off the track from taking care of ourselves and what that means. It's almost like, okay, we know we have to take care of ourselves, but we don't do it. Well, we we know we have to take care of ourselves at some level, but it seems to, you know, get put on the back burner because we're busy taking care of everybody else. We're busy trying to perform in our jobs. We're busy trying to take care of a household and children and a partner's needs. And and we've somehow been um, trained or it's ingrained in us to give to everybody else first. And, you know, giving is a wonderful thing. We all get, you know, strokes from that and self-esteem and and all that. But when you give and give to the point that you give it all away and you burn out, you have nothing else to give, um, what's the sense in that? I mean, in order for you to show up in the world and do good of any kind that that is important to you, you've got to have the strength, the energy, the stamina, the well-being, and that only comes from taking good care of yourself. Well, you know, once we once we get the idea of taking care of ourselves, uh, I mean, there is still this gap that you know seems to be showing up for people, and I don't know why it is. I mean, I, I'm kind of you know seeing it more now than I've ever seen it before. I don't know if that's because I've been pretty much asleep for the past couple of years and it's just hitting me, but there is this there is this longing to figure out what it is people really truly want in life. You know, and you, I think you have a chapter in the book that talks about, uh, getting in touch with your deepest desires. And resurrecting those dreams you left behind. How do we do that? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I, I work with all kinds of people, and some people know what that dream is, and they just don't know how to get there from here. And an awful lot of people have, um, buried those dreams under layers and layers of denial and, you know, an inner critic that tells you you can't have what you want. And so in order to get back to the place where you know what those things are that light up your life, that make your heart sing, you've got to take some time and focus, which is a a luxury most of us don't have unless we make it happen. But to to get away and spend some time with a journal or some questions. I have a workbook that goes with this book that will guide you along that process to Ask yourself, you know, what were the dreams I had when I was younger, when life was simpler? You know, maybe going back to childhood, maybe just, you know, when you were a young adult or younger adult. And, um, and, and journal about those things and what, what it was that gave you that spark of excitement and energized you, that made you feel joyful, that made you feel like life had meaning. Yeah. Um, all those things. And, and see, you know, then ask yourself, well, why did I veer away from that? Why isn't that part of my life now? And how could I bring it back into my life in some fashion? Well, you know, it's interesting. There's a piece of the book where I totally related to it. And, you know, you talk about as children and young adults, we are often judged or ridiculed for being dreamers. Yeah. And I can totally relate to that uh, and relate to that in such a profound way. Uh, I don't know if it goes on as much now as it did when I was growing up. But for sure, you know, being a daydreamer, as I was called, you know, not paying attention, being a daydreamer, always, you know, and, you know, actually I carried that reputation through 
uh, with me through the corporate world. I remember being the director of a, of a very large uh, organizational development organization. And on my performance reviews, uh, I was always rated outstanding. And yet there was always a little line in there that said something like, uh, you know, Pat seems to be on another planet. <laughs> and it was put in the negative column. Not recognizing that the time that you are lost in, in thought is, is your most creative time. The most creative time that you can bring to the job to make a difference. It, it is amazing that it is perceived as a negative. What is happening with this whole idea of middle age? I mean, I, I introduced you as uh, you know an expert in this field, and I also did a show the other day where we were talking about redefining this, you know, the whole retirement thing. But especially for women, it seems I don't know if men always look at second career or, or maybe I just don't hang around enough men. But the bottom line, though, for women, man, they have got a burning in their belly to do something different. <laughs> What's up with that? Well, I think very often it comes from a place of making choices in the past that were um, compromising choices, choices that were made for reasons that seemed to be right at the time to put other things first, to make things easier for other people, or you just sort of stumbled into a path and you were good at it and getting accolades, so you just kept moving along that path. I know that was what happened with me. My 15-plus year in, in high-tech marketing, I, I stumbled into it. I just happened to get a job in that industry and happened to get getting promoted and doing well. And, and you know, before you know it, you've got this long investment, and it wasn't something you really chose. And so I think we wake up at a certain time and go, you know, I'm just not getting a lot of, uh, I'm not getting fed by this work or this relationship and, and I want more and and uh, power to women for recognizing that and being willing to take the risk to make it happen. Well, you get right at one of the questions in your book and I, and I think it's a question that most of us are afraid to answer honestly. I know I have really had to contemplate this question over and over and over again for myself recently and it's the question, what do you really want? Right. And, you know, you come out of the gate with that. What do you really want? What do you dream of for your life? What do you want for your life more than anything in the world? I mean, these are the questions that come out. And yet at the same time, I know that as much as much work as I've done, some days it gets difficult for me to even admit, what do I really want? And it's interesting, that question is one that most people have difficulty. Like if I, if I ask you to list 20 things that you really want for your life, most people can list a handful and then they get stuck. And, they, you know, it's like you're afraid to admit and acknowledge because some of those dreams and desires seem so unattainable and so big and you're used to denying yourself. And um, that's why it's important to really spend time and come back to the question and ask it again, go deeper. And, and it's interesting. The things that come out in the latter part of that list are usually the ones that are the real gems. Well, let me just invite our listeners out there that if there's something that you're not sure about, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, well, I don't know what I really want, well, we'd like to invite you to call in at 877-876-5227. 
877-876-5227 because we're going to help you right here, right on this show, get really clear about what you want. Um, especially for those of you that are thinking, well, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in my life. This is not the year to be stuck in your life. I don't know that there's any year to be stuck in your life. But my sense is, Lauren, that this is this is not a time right now to be sitting in the background. I would agree. This is a time to take the reins of your life, to take control, because so, there's so many things going on in the world that we don't have control over, that we're that are uncomfortable, that are challenging, that are scary and frightening. But what we do have control over is our own choices and our own direction in life. And I couldn't agree more that this is the time to take take the reins. You know, most of us uh, sit here and we, 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 we kind of, if our listeners kind of look at, at us and, and they think, well, you know, it's pretty easy for those two. I mean, they've got everything going for them. Uh, but, you know, I'm not them. There really isn't any difference between people, is there? There certainly isn't, and it's it's what you how you choose to think about your life, how you where you put your focus, how whether you dwell in what's wrong and and the victimhood and all the difficulties, or if you choose to keep your focus on what's right and what's working and the positive aspects and positive anticipation and a joyful expectation um, makes a huge difference. And you don't have to have any money. You don't have to have any experience of life um, uh, other than where you are in order to use those tools to get what you want. Well, one of the things that you really jump to in the book, and uh, I love the fact that you don't have to have any money because uh, here is my experience for myself in my life. Some of the some of the days where, uh, you know, and, and I have to say it's it's not recently, but there have been days in my life where I was so not wanting to think about what I want because I had already jumped to the place that if I say I want it, I'll never be able to really have it. You know what I'm saying? We always go to the conclusion that this is what I really want, but isn't that like a stupid idea? You know, it's interesting how big a role the fear of disappointment plays uh-huh. in, in our lives. I, I know that's been a big one in my life, too, because disappointment feels so bad. How has that showed up in your life? I, I know that that's one of the most difficult emotions for me personally is, is coping with disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know also that you know we, you talked earlier about the um, you know voices from our childhood that kind of tended to hold us back and tell us we can't and you know oh you're just a dreamer and let's get practical and all that well you know I really think those those voices often come from a good intention the the intention is to protect you from disappointment. You know, because probably the people who said these things to you experienced some form of disappointment in their own life. And it hurts. Disappointment hurts, especially because we tend to beat ourselves up about it. You know, well, if I had only made this choice or if I hadn't made that choice or or if I'd been smarter or better or whatever, you know. So it, disappointment's a difficult one. And so if you can just ba- take a step back and go, well, Disappointment is simply a temporary setback, and what can I learn from it, and how can I make new choices and move forward in a different way that's going to be more productive? 
it's it's all a choice in how you handle the different setbacks that come up. Okay, so you're a coach and you coach many people um, around the world, and um, uh, and yet at the same time, I know that for each of us, we can really not take another person. Uh, to a place that we haven't gone to, you know, ourselves. It's really, you know, that would be an intellectual conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It really wouldn't come from, uh, okay, I really experienced this. We, you know what I'm saying? And so and when I ask you the question about disappointment, uh, how do you see the levels of what people are facing right now? Do you believe that there are uh, more opportunities or less opportunities for people to be disappointed now than there were 10 years ago? Um, I don't think that's more or less. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the magnitude of the opportunities that we, or the challenges that we face are greater. Um, but disappointment uh, has always been with us and the possibility will always be there. Um, but we have... We're living in an environment where we're exposed to so many pieces of information and we have so many role models out there, people we can see and watch who are doing what it is that maybe we wish we could do. And so, you know, the opportunities are, are greater. It helps you if you can visualize what you want and it helps if you can see that somebody else is out there doing it and maybe, you know, they got there in a not necessarily direct route and, and you can start to see that, that you you are not so far away from, from the possibility yourself. Does that make sense? It does and you know I mean we, we get to inspire each other. I'm here with Lauren Sullivan. Lauren it would be great if you could give people your website right now. Sure. And uh, that, that would be a way to find out more about what you're doing and uh, how they can connect with you. Sure. My website is www.inspired lifedesign.com like I feel inspired <laughs> inspired lifedesign.com and um, also I'd like to tell you viewers or listeners about um, a little movie um, that I've got it's called the, the Wings movie it's one of those uh, flash pictures and music and inspiring uplifting messages that I think they would enjoy watching you can just go to www.thewingsmovie.com and it gives you a little taste of the seven stepping stone journey that's in my book okay and and so let's make sure everybody has that www.wings the wings movie that's it. That's why I ask you. Okay, thewingsmovie.com? That's right. All right. Uh, that would be great. Now, uh, how did you tell me a little bit about the movie? Um, well, it's just, it's, it's a little inspirational, um, beautiful pictures and, and music to, um, for people who are experiencing that place of burnout and maybe the blues and wishing, you know, that life had turned out different and wondering if you could ever if it's ever too late to go after the dreams you left behind. And, of course, I believe it's never too late. <laughs> and so, you know, we talk about a few of the steps and that to go from a place of burnout um, to a place of feeling the hope and possibility that, that life can be different, that you can create a, a rich and robust quality of life. And the first step is to slow down, relax, rest, rejuvenate. You've got to take time to refuel your tank and renew your spirit. 
um, because you're not going to make good decisions. You're not going to be able to move forward effectively if you're tired. You know, and a lot of us are tired because we've been on a treadmill for a long, long time and doing work that perhaps is draining us or in relationships that are straining us. Um, it's important to, to take some time for just you to, to rejuvenate and renew. So, you know, that's one of several steps that I talk about. You know, there are so many things in the book, um, and I want to remind everyone, um, talking with Lauren Sullivan, and the book is Give Wings to Your Dreams, Reawaken Your Joy and Passion for Life. And the movie that we were talking about is called The Wings Movie, Com. And it is a wonderful, wonderful movie that, as you indicated before, will lift you, will inspire you, because some days we simply need that. And the reason we need that is because of something else you talk about in the book. You call it the FUD factor, <laughs> you know, you know, like. Elmer Fudd. Right. Yeah, it's the Fudd factor. And, you know, this would not be uh, an interview without talking about some of our really close friends. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the Fudd factor and what that means? <laughs> the Fudd factor is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Oh. <laughs> and I, I ran across that actually in my um, my previous life in, in high tech marketing. You know, we would talk about you know the, the the way that you want to make a sale is to overcome the sense of fear, uncertainty, and doubt on the part of your customer. Well, you know, it's true in life if you're What's stopping us from moving forward to get what we really want, to have a life that's going to be joyful and passionate, we've got to overcome the fear, the uncertainty, and the doubt. Um, because fear will stop us cold. It's a showstopper. It's a show. Fear is a showstopper. You know, it is that four-letter word that starts with an F that has more to do with stopping our lives, crushing our dreams, and paralyzing us from really feeling the juiciness in life. And yet it is probably, I believe, one of the most talked about emotional states. And yet, at the same time, it's probably one of the most experienced emotional states that people cannot seem to get beyond. Right. And fear has, you know, grows when you focus on what it is that you're afraid of. So one of the techniques to lessen the impact of fear is to consciously focus on the um, positive outcome that you're anticipating. Focus on what it is you want an outcome to be, not what you're afraid the worst-case scenario would be. You know, worry is one of the most um, useless uh, emotions that, that I can think of. It, it's, it's, a, it's a waste, although we, we tend to fall into that um, so easily. Because you know, it's habit. It's habit. We, we're afraid. We worry about outcomes. But all that is draining us. It's taking our energy to a low, low level where we have so much more energy in our life when we can lift our energy to a positive anticipation place, to a visualizing the outcome that we desire, not the outcome that we are afraid of. Because the more you put energy into visualizing what you're afraid of, the more likely you are to experience it. It's just one of those universal laws of attraction. Well, it is one of those laws of attraction, and you have worked with so many women. I mean, you know, you you have you cover everything from fatigue to overweight to burnout, midlife crisis. 
uh, relationship stress, even coping with loneliness on Valentine's Day. I mean, these are some of the things that, that you're talking uh, to people about. And I, I think the question that comes up for me, I want to hear it from your point of view. What do you believe is the most pressing issue on people's minds today? The most pressing issue um, for women or people in general? Well, uh, you know, let's start with women and then people in general. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, like you just said, I, I see such a wide gamut of people with with issues that that run quite a range. I, I think that what I see most is um, the feeling that life's slipping away. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and it, it tends to come down to you know the, the word balance or the lack of having balance or the lack of. Um, doing something that feels like it matters in the world. Um, it, it, but, but that feeling that, that, that life's slipping away, that, that you know, when we hit midlife and we start to see some of our friends succumb to illnesses like cancer or tragic accidents or other sorts of issues that, that really impact your quality of life, you start to feel that um, the clock is ticking, it's running out, and if I haven't gotten what I want, I need to get busy and make it happen now. <laughs> exactly. And and that is, uh, you know, in keeping with your theme for this year, you know, let's make 2007 the year that we make it happen because what what's stopping us? You know, what's in the way? Why not take some steps in a new direction? And, and I think that it's really helpful for people who are feeling like, well, um, my dream is so big or it's so different from where I'm at right now. I don't know how to get there from here. You know, please understand that you don't have to accomplish the whole thing in the year 2007. You can simply take a few steps in that direction and start to feel some momentum. And then that alone is going to excite you and ignite you. And if it takes a few years to get where you really want to go, hey, so be it. You're on your way. Well, and I think for the most part, and this has been a very interesting journey for me so far this year uh, as uh, hosting the Dr. Pat Show, and that uh, for the most part, I've come out of the gate, and I've talked about this be, not being the, the year of now or the power of now. This is the power of next. This is the year of next. Hmm. And, uh, and not that I'm not saying that we have to be in the moment to actually claim what we truly want to do. But there's, for me, this idea that we get stuck in the being and don't recognize that we can also be part of the doing, which is also part of the being. I mean, I don't mean to complicate this, but for, you know, for goodness sakes, all I'm saying is, if you've got an idea, if you've got something that you want in your life, if you've got something that you want to say, if you've got something that you want to be, there is an action required. I mean, your book, as much as it, you know, we go through the book and we're talking about uh, what it means to, you know, sort of have a dream, not take action. You got, you come right to the gate, uh, as, especially about the activities in the back of the book, and you say, what, you know, here you go. You've got to do something, folks. <laughs> well, you know, I, I agree that the, it's important to get a, a grip on who you're being. Uh, I think that's incre- very, very important because who, who you're being needs to be somebody who is um, in a positive place of anticipation and expectation and 
and clarity of vision and having confidence and the commitment and the conviction to go forward to get your dream. That's all necessary elements of being in order for you to do the doing <laughs> that's required to actually move you forward. Uh, yeah, and and so uh, so much of what I have experienced in my own life, and I've talked about this on radio, but also what my listeners talk about, and something you address seriously in the book, is this inner voice that would have us believe that we're less than. Right. And, and you know, we even talk to ourselves as if we're we're less than. Mm-hmm. It's not real subtle either. Either I mean, Lauren, I know that you've had a lot of experience in working with people on this. I mean, sometimes we can be so tough on ourselves, it's hard to snap out of it. I mean, what do we say to our listeners that you really, truly want more in their lives than they have right now, and at the same time, really talk to themselves in a way that is less than respectful? That is such a huge subject. Um, I could spend the whole hour just talking about it. We've got some time here. (laughs) Um, That is, you know, at the core of why we might have dreams, um, but we don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Why we have ideas and longings and we never move forward. Is, is because we tell ourselves these things that we can't do it or we're not good enough or it's just not practical and well look at look at all these mistakes and, and screw ups you've had in the past and you know, what makes you think it can be any different now and we just get vicious with ourselves and I have not met a single person who doesn't grapple with that at some level and the um, the thing I've learned through through working with people is um, that that inner critic is so deeply, deeply ingrained. It very rarely responds to the one-two punch, you know, knockout. I know. <laughs> and um, we we often try, and then we're discouraged because it just keeps coming back, you know, for more. Um, you really have to be persistent in number one, being clear what it is you're saying to yourself in the first place that is so hurtful and unhelpful, and uh, disempowering. And negative, and um, so you know, do some journaling about what it is that you're telling yourself that's limiting your belief in what's possible, and then do some journaling about well, what what would what would you really like to have like an inner coach telling you that would be supportive, like cheering you on instead of um, dragging you down, and you know, get really clear on what you'd like to be having somebody, you know, especially your inner voice telling you to to be supportive of you. And then you're really going to have to tackle it every single day through some kind of affirmations to yourself, um, catching yourself in the midst of, you know, using even out loud saying things like, oh, you know, I can't do that. It's, it's you know, not practical. And just you're really being alert to that negativity and working on just very gently redirecting it. And I think one, one very powerful um, tool um, I, I like is, you know, we tend to tell ourselves, well, I never, uh, never succeed at what I start, or I always do the wrong thing, or I, I always pick unhealthy relationships. So we, you know, we just kind of label with, with this um, uh, definitive, you know, I can't do this because this has been my past. Well, you know, that is the past. 
you can acknowledge that you've had some bad experiences, made some bad choices in the past. I mean, you don't want to lie to yourself that, you know, your, your past is anything different than what it was. But you don't have to take that forward into the future. You can always learn from what didn't work in your past. So if in the past I've never been able to follow through on what I say I want, going forward I'm making new choices. Going forward I'm going to allow myself um, the support and the belief that this is possible and I'm going to take the steps and make it happen. Do you see the, the, the difference in that? Oh, I do. And, you know, one of the things that I think we do, all of us do it, I, I know that I'm guilty of it, I'm certainly less guilty of it now because I know how destructive it is, is we say things, quote, in jest. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even to ourselves. I mean, or we make statements and we let our words uh, come out of our mouths and they are less than uh, complimentary. I mean, the bottom line is that there is nothing really in jest. Whatever you say is what you attract. Isn't that the truth? But we, we have this this thing that we do in a well, joking the, the way. Self-deprecating humor, you know. Oh, it's awful. And, and I mean, you, all you got to do is look at TV and the sitcoms and the negative humor and the put-downs and it's just pervasive in the culture and it is so uh, draining I mean it drags us down into that negative space instead of seeing ourselves as the best we are best we can be we, we focus in on you know our shortcomings well we, we all have them we're all human but but why focus on the things that are less than stellar when you've got all kinds of gifts and talents and abilities and and that you can bring to make something happen that's really exciting. Well, you know, I don't. I, I got off on a little tangent this week, earlier this week, and um, and uh, one of my friends said to me, she said, um, she emailed me and said, you have to watch the American Idol show they're doing in Seattle. And, of course, you know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and we're doing Seattle, and I thought, okay, well, why would this be? And, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you turn on the TV, and the whole American Idol thing about Seattle is about Seattle perhaps being the worst group of talent anywhere. And then, all of a sudden, the, you watching these three judges who are supposed to represent the best talent in, in the country, and that's what American Idol is built on, and they are degrading, and they are putting people down, and they are making, and their behavior actually was appalling. Right. So I got on my radio show, and I, and I was, I was saying, this is appalling. This is not how you respect and represent the talent in America. Send your emails in and tell these folks to cut it out. Good for you. It's awful. I mean, we have live in a world where we have the opportunity to see the brightest and best in every one of us. Mm-hmm. And we and you say this in the book. This is not a dress rehearsal, right? So why would we, you know, waste time on looking at people in a way that doesn't honor the dignity of the human spirit? It's a very sad statement of our culture that, you know, it's so pervasive that we talk to each other in the put-down, in the negative frame of mind, and instead of seeing the beauty in each other. I mean, so much of the woes of the world could be shifted if we, if everyone shifted to looking for what's right and appreciating 
the good and 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 allowing the differences to be just what they are you know the, the fabric of, of life well and I think that's it I think that's the fabric of life I know that's the work that you do I want to remind everyone that you are listening to the Dr. Pat show this is our street smart spirituality hour my very special guest today is Lauren Sullivan her book is give wings to your dreams reawaken your joy and passion for life Lauren has been traveling around the country and sharing her insights and talking to many many people and helping people really step out of their I guess discomfort zone because if they were in their comfort zones they'd probably be happier than they are don't you think Lauren? (laughs) (laughs) Totally and and we are thrilled to have you here with us today I want to make sure we give out your website again and also tell people one more time about the movie that you've created. Okay. Um, my website is www.inspiredlifedesign.com. And I was telling um, earlier that uh, there's a little movie, a uh, little flash movie with pictures and music and uplifting words uh, at www.thewingsmovie.com. And it's just a little thing designed to... Um, speak to people who are feeling, uh, women in particular, feeling burnout, boredom and blues with life and feeling that the dreams you had have been left behind and wondering if there's, if it's ever too late to move forward and, and of course my feeling is absolutely it's never too late and you can always start today to move in a new direction and get what you really want in life to, to follow your heart and make it sing. And I want to thank you, Lauren, so much for coming today uh, uh, and uh, and really spending the time with us uh, and really inspiring people to take a positive act action to to do more with their lives and and to acknowledge others that are taking their gifts out into the world. I think the gifts that we can give, I think the, the one of the, the highest gifts that we can give is really honoring the gifts that other people give, and that's critical for all of us to create the kind of vibration and shift that we want. What would you say, as we get ready to wind down the show here, uh, what would you say is perhaps the number one action that you would ask people to take, people that are listening to this show? If you had to say to them one thing, one instruction, what would that be? I think that the the most compelling piece of my own journey and the journeys of my clients is when you reach a point where you can put into powerful words and perhaps pictures, but be able to create a vision for where it is that you're going with your life that excites you and ignites you and energizes you. If you can create that vision, and um, I, the, my stepping stone journey in the book, that's actually uh, stepping stone five. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about the foundational work to get there. But um, if you can put that vision into words, um, and it's going to work like magic in, in terms of you'll see things that will show up in your life that will help you move in that direction. You will be amazed at how much momentum you will have and that you will be almost have like a shield against the um, the detours and the difficult people and circumstances that might want to, to knock you off track. Even if you do get knocked off track briefly, it's just temporary. 
when you've got a powerful vision and you really know and feel it from your heart and soul, there's nothing's going to stop you, even if it takes time to get to the full um, manifestation of that vision. You're going to really have a good time along the route getting there. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today and and for you know sharing your your gift with our listeners. I know that um, you have been traveling. Are are, are you pretty much uh, uh, back now in place? I'm home for a, a brief couple of days, and then I'm on the road again. <laughs> uh huh. And you're doing events around the country. What are, what are the best ways for people to kind of find out where you are and uh, and, and perhaps uh, see you in person? Uh, the best way would be to sign up for my email newsletter um, or visit my website. It's um, uh, when you go to either either one of those um, websites I gave you, www.inspiredlifedesign.com or www.thewingsmovie.com, mm-hmm. you'll see a place where you can sign up for the newsletter and also receive a free 10-page kind of summary of the seven stepping stone journey I've been talking about. Um, that that's great. And um, and and folks, uh, make sure that you track down a copy of this book. Uh, and check it out. It's uh, Give Wings to Your Dreams, Reawaken Your Joy and Passion for Life, Lauren Sullivan. Uh, and thank you so much, Lauren, again, for joining us today and really sharing uh, what you have to say and really keep the good work up. Thank you so much. I'd like to plug that the Third Place Books and East West Bookshop in Seattle, I know for sure, have a supply of the books, and you can also get it on Amazon.com. Well, yeah, and, and absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much, and and uh, I look forward to talking with you next time as we continue what I call a progressive conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I want to thank everyone here for listening to the show and, and for uh, supporting us the way that you have. We've got a brand-new website that we've just launched, and www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com. Check it out. Uh, we have launched it. And it's uh, brand new. We are continuing to, to change it. We have a number of different things that we're going to be adding to it. Uh, lots of uh, free offers and, and things from the folks that sponsor the show and a lot of ways for all of you to participate. We're going to be having um, exquisite success awards uh, that you will be able to vote for people about. We're going to be also bringing back the Crust Busting Award. Uh, that award is uh, quite well known. As a matter of fact, if you Google the word crust, the word busting, and then Aguilera for Christina Aguilera's last name, uh, you will see that uh, we have... Um, given her an award for the power of her words uh, in 2003. And so there are many, many things that we're doing. We're excited about them. Uh, a newsletter that comes out, please sign up for that and continue to the support the show because I support you and will continue to do so. One of the things I wanted to, to say about the book, uh, Give Wings to Your Dreams, Reawaken Your Joy and Passion for Life. There are three questions that Lauren presents in the book and and I don't think we got to them, but I, I have to tell you, I've been sort of walking around with these questions because I have found them to be fascinating, not just as questions, but I'm watching the way that I'm showing up and answering them. And here are the questions. Uh, the questions are, what do I want? And Lauren and I talked about that. What do I want? 
What do I truly want, really, is the question. Why do I want it? Now, for me, the what do I want was really pretty easy. But when I got to the second part, why do I want it, I had to really get real about why I wanted it. And sometimes you can come up with, as we talked about, some of that fear, uncertainty, and doubt in answering the why do I want it. The other thing that showed up for me is this idea that I really can't be honest about why I want something. And then the last question is why do I believe I can be, do, or have it? And if I had to end this show today, I would end it with these three questions. And I would ask you to take a look at these questions and answer them. What do I want? Why do I want it? And why do I believe, why do I believe I can be, do, or have it? And if you do answer those questions and you do in writing, I would love to hear from you. Send me a note at pat at the drpatshow.com. That's my email address, pat at the drpatshow.com. And let me know how you answer these questions and I will pass them on to Lauren. I want to thank you for your ongoing support. Make sure you pass the word around. We're continuing to develop and, and bring you the kinds of shows that you absolutely desire. And I wish you the best as you step forth this week. Create the week that, week that you want. Create the life that you want. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, uh, signing off for tonight and looking forward to our progressive conversation next week. Have yourselves a great